0: It's the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on conservative talk ABQ. KDAZ 96.9 FM 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. I'm Stella Padilla. And in studio with us today is special guest host Janice Arnold-Jones. Welcome Janice. Good morning. (laughs) It almost seems like we have a uh thursday schedule
1: yeah thursday. it might <laughs>
0: this is our thursday show it might be janice yeah and janice
2: just has a surprise too what do you have janice you have a brand new little present don't you oh
1: we do we have a brand new granddaughter three pounds four ounces oh, a little bit early tiny uh, and but she is she's got lungs this yeah. is you know what a, what a blessing yeah though she is
0: small she is brave <laughs> already absolutely so, well, my goodness gracious, have I told you the news? No. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. How come? I've been down on bended knee. Why? Talking to the man from Galilee. What about? My God spoke and he spoke so sweet. What do He say? I thought I heard the shuffle of angels feet. Those are my feet. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but you can run on for a long
2: time. Run on for a long time. Run on for a
0: long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or Later, gotta, gotta cut, cut you, you down. down. That's it. Yep, totally. So, go tell those uh, long tongue liars, those midnight riders, backbiters, long tongue liars, backbiters. Tell all them, of them, God is gonna cut you down. That's it. Mm-hmm. Full of them, yeah, full <laughs> of them all day, all day. Yes, so in the headlines today, because there's no shortage. Of crime, crime, crime. All the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. So we're going to take this out of Las Lunas. We'll just start this segment with what's what's happening around town and surrounding areas, Valencia County. Um, police are looking for a man who robbed a bank. The unidentified man wore a bright green long sleeve shirt, and he was wearing his, yep. his COVID-19 mask. Well, that's so, what the masks are good
2: for. Yeah. So, So
0: do you remember the sign you used to read? Uh, no mask.
2: No sunglasses, no hat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Forget all that. Forget all that. Mm-hmm. So he just walks in there with COVID-19 mask.
2: Couldn't make it any easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he wears a bright, bright green shirt, so you can see him for miles. He's not really worried about it. Right. And this bank was at the—it's the it's a U.S. bank at 2421 Main Street, Southeastern Los Lunas, and it occurred right at 3.18 p.m., prime time. Prime time? Yeah, the suspect entered the bank, and he presented a demand note to a teller who gave him an undisclosed amount of money. He may have left in a dark Toyota Tundra TRO pickup truck. So he's described as a Hispanic male in his 30s or 40s. He's five foot three inches tall, and he wore a bright green shirt, a light colored baseball cap with NY for New York on the front, and a blue surgical mask, blue jeans, and tennis shoes. So if anyone has any information about that, they need to contact the FBI at 505-889-1300 or Albuquerque Metro Crime Stoppers Anonymous at 505-843-STOP. So we're looking for somebody with the COVID mask. Yes. Anybody? <laughs> God. Sorry. I've been saying that all along that they're making crime too easy with these masks. I mean, it's
0: like it's like uh, you know, Bonnie and Clyde without Bonnie. <laughs> what happened to Bonnie? She was waiting in the truck. <laughs> Forget about she it. She was the getaway. Right. So time and time again, we always hear about politicians talking about transparency, that they want to be transparent about everything. We have the New Mexico Sunshine Law, so even as private citizens, we can reach out and demand to see something that's a public record uh, to include like the mayor's emails, for instance. I mean, this is your right, right? So often uh, city officials, government uh, agencies, they go to great lengths to, to promote this. They even hire people to ensure that transparency is being done. Well, the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Department, they've been silent about this year's homicides. So we reported yesterday that all of a sudden there was over 30 uh, deaths that have occurred. Uh, and we thought it was only 30, but it was more like 35. Well, it's because there's a couple of them that weren't reported by, um, by the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Department. So they went to Great Lens to hire this guy James uh, Montel? uh, No, let me see. No, that's Joseph Montel. Uh, To provide transparency measures. So he's hired, paid for by taxpayer dollars, James Helenan, and he works for BCSO. And so on one occasion on Twitter, he reaches out and he says, sources tell me, like word on the street is that there were two murders today in Albuquerque. That and then hashtag or, you know, at symbol Mayor Keller and ABQ Police Chief haven't told you about. One this morning and one tonight. How's that for transparency? Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful when you say something because this stuff will come back and it'll bite you in the... Uh, wait, 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 wait.
1: James Hallinan isn't that the uh, uh, campaign worker that the governor supposedly fondled? Is that where he went? Everybody's been asking where he went. I'm not joking. There he is. We found him,
0: Jamie. Found him. Yeah. So okay. So here he is. Uh, you know, talking on on Twitter because you know everybody's only as tough as their phone or their keyboard. Yeah. You're only as tough as your smartphone will let you be, and no tougher. Wow. So so he comes out and he's like, "Hey everybody, word on the street is sources tell me that in Albuquerque in." And then, and, then he, and then he starts naming people because he's trying to say it to their face without saying it to their face. Yeah, well, let's repeat it. He said it to Mayor Keller yep. and to the Albuquerque Police Chief. Sources tell me that there are two murders today in Albuquerque um, that the city and APD haven't told you about, one this morning and one tonight. How's that for transparency? Big old question mark, two of them. Like he's, you know. And, you know, that's I'm glad he asked that because the, the citizens
2: keep asking the same question. Where is the transparency?
0: But then a little while later... We find out that there are two unreported murders that took place in the South Valley uh, of wow. Albuquerque. One was at 3 a.m. On, on, a, on a Sunday in February. Deputies say there were three vehicles that pulled into an empty Albertson's parking lot in the South Valley. Four men got out, began talking before gunfire erupted, leaving Jose Garcia dead and another man shot in the head and arm. So uh, when looking to see what the cases were overall on the FBI... Uh, website apparently the BCSO didn't get all of their statistics in the year before so so it's an amount of people that 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 were recording that have been so the the statistics were higher is
2: what we're trying to say here than they than actually reported
0: well yeah but but then non reporting in 2000 or 2020 mm-hmm. so yeah because they failed to get that information in on a timely manner even though they're priding themselves on transparency. James Hellenan was hired to provide transparency measures. Mm-hmm.
2: So they said it's unclear why Rodriguez's death a month earlier was also never reported.
0: Yeah, it's unclear, obviously. Mm-hmm. How's that for transparency? Wow, yeah, I can see it now. For whatever reason. So this James Hellenann, he's going to bring transparency to the city. Right. So yeah. internal affairs, ex-chief's aide, uses supervisor login credentials. So on, like... Almost 200 uh, times, she logs on to the chief's email using the same IP, probably from home or whatever. This is how they figure it out in the investigation. And so she was approving all of this overtime for herself. And so. Okay, let, me,
1: let me stop there. Are we talking APD or? or? APD.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, APD. So all that transparency? Mm-hmm. We're talking about transparency still? <laughs> well, um, apparently uh, she was given credentials from Mike Greer. He's, he was uh, appointed in 2017 to be the APD ch- chief. And she was transferred to the animal welfare department because she said that he gave her the credentials to do all of this stuff. And obviously if you got chief's credentials, you should probably keep them... Uh, in tight quarters and not be giving them out to everybody, so she goes in there under uh, you know under former Chief Greer's uh, credentials and then starts approving all of this overtime for herself. For herself. Mm-hmm. Good. And so she has uh, an attorney and she's filing whistleblower lawsuits. Good.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Stop. So normal business practices is when you remove an employee or even transfer them, their credentials are removed. Where's the IT department? Who's doing the job? Is nobody doing the job? What's the deal? Really, somebody in Albuquerque not doing their job? I don't, I've don't. i never heard of that. I know. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> sorry. Darn. I'm sorry. I forget, I forget that. It's right. Scratch. Right. So, <laughs> silly me. Yeah. So the
0: electronic time card system for civilian employees, it was found that she changed... Her clock timeouts and or approved overtime 179 times from April to September. And she's like a $50,000 employee. Nice. So that's what you get for $50,000. But she has a a lawsuit whistleblower because when in doubt, sue the city. Well, they have all this money to give out. Not their money, but money. Mm -hmm. It's always easier when you're spending somebody else's money oh yeah always I I love
2: spending somebody else's money absolutely why
0: not (laughs) but we'll um we'll pick this up when we come back we got to take a a break so you're listening to off the cup abq it's the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio and it's not for the easily offended uh don't go anywhere stay there we'll be right back
1: Golden Equipment Company, finding innovative solutions. We are a full-service heavy equipment Volvo dealer offering sales, parts, service, and rental. Locally owned for over 35 years, we're proud to be a part of your community. Our dedicated and certified crew will help keep you productive and efficient. Come see us at any of our three locations, Albuquerque, Farmington, and Durango, Colorado. Check us out on social media or visit our website, goldenequipment.com. We look forward to helping you with your next project.
0: Everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. You're listening to Conservative Talk ABQ on 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla.
1: I'm Janice Arnold-Jones.
0: Yes, we have Janice in with us today because, well, it's Thursday apparently. It's not Taco Tuesday, but it's Thursday. Throwback Thursday. Is it Throwback Thursday? It's It's Thursday. Thursday. All right. So uh, support for today's programming on Off the Cuff is made possible in part by Simco Inc. Thank you for supporting Off the Cuff and our mission. It's super important that um, that we have sponsorship because we are one of the few platforms that are talking a bit about issues that aren't normally talked about. They're tough issues, they're controversial issues if you call it controversial and um, and we're one of the only platforms that are doing that. Conservative Talk Radio is typically a a format that focuses on national issues. Off the Cuff ABQ is focused on local issues and we are American made, so support American made products like Off the Cuff ABQ. You could visit us on the web at offthecuffabq.com and take a look around. And uh, inevitably, you, you're not gonna like everything you see. But if it's a 80-20, I like the 80-20 split. If 80% of it's okay and 20% is garbage, then you're doing all right, but if it's beyond that, you're probably easily offended, and this may not be the show for you. But so easily anyway. offended. Easily yeah. offended. I would say,
1: if you haven't offended somebody in every show, I, I, I'd be worried about you. Right,
0: right, <laughs> yeah. Inevitably, somebody's going to be offended. <laughs> we were talking about the um, commissioner, just real quick. I'm going to sidestep a minute since we're taking it off the cuff. Um, talking about Commissioner Burke. Birch. Oh,
2: Catherine Birch. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: From uh, from Sandoval County. So uh, apparently during a meeting, she's she's trying to uh, advocate for, you know, the snagging of your guns and more regulation and blah, blah, blah. And she's basing all this all, of, you know, all of this about the shooting that happened in Atlanta uh, regarding the um, the Asian uh, massage parlors. So she says that for whatever reason, this is a quote, <laughs> for whatever reason, these people are being targeted um, because of the color of their skin and the shape of their face. <laughs> and I was like, "What does that even mean?" Like, and and so the whole thing is just garbage. We tried calling out to her three times. And so if you go to offthecuffabq.com, well, we just named the podcast after her so that she knows we were talking about her because... Yeah, we have questions like, what shape of her face? What exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, I think she was talking about the, the slant of people's eyes. I don't know. Well, that's what, it's, what it sounded you know, like Same to me. shape of the face. She mm-hmm. should have said eyes, maybe. Or she should have just said Asian.
1: It would have been so much I easier. I would say, you know, so having, having traveled and lived in uh, the eastern part of our world, not all the faces, not all of the eyes are the same. And I will tell you that the Japanese will take umbrage if you confuse them with the Chinese or the Vietnamese or the Korean because they're unique. They are very unique. And to say, I, I just, so you're right. What shape of your face? They and who, are unique. And who doesn't have a shape to their face? Uh, <laughs> 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 who
0: are we talking about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so politically correct. To be politically correct is to, I don't know. Confuse everybody. I think it's it's to lie. What's, yeah. I think anybody being politically uh, correct, you're lying. Or trying to. Yeah. I that's think what? she was trying to express a point, and I
2: think she was trying to say something that sounded really important. And once she got out there, she didn't quite know which way to turn, so that's why she went to statements like... Whatever that means, whatever or, that means, whatever no. that means. Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> but I'm not racist because I have a few of those shaped faces in, you know, my family. I mean, like, what are we talking <laughs> in about? My yeah. In my background, in my background. So, I mean, we've all been in that situation where you're just talking and you're like, you know, like in your mind. You're just like shut up. Yes. <laughs> Haven't you stop ever talking every and, day. And then you can't stop talking. You just be like, <laughs> and the more you talk, yeah. the deeper deeper right. you get in. Right. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like you're shoveling out the bottom just so you don't, you know, hit the floor. <laughs> and then and then by the time your arms, you know, wear out, you realize you've just dug you a grave six feet under. Look down. You're and standing then, in your grave. And now people want answers and
2: you can't even give an answer. Right. So so
1: let me ask a question. Have we on the um, uh, progressive side? recruited candidates who are so accustomed to talking to a script they have a perspective identity politics is key and yet when you get into the specifics they simply don't have a script anymore and so they do bottom out is that what's happening no totally because uh, because identity politics you know
0: politics is is one to advocate for this complete um equality that we're all created equal and all this stuff but at the same time it's 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 dividing everybody because they're, they're reminding you. Yeah. They're they're you know reminding you about your Oriental, your black, your Spanish, your Native American, whatever. You're they're an immigrant. You're illegal, yes. or uh, or me. no human is illegal. I'm a Heinz 57. Aren't we all? Oh, this is what <laughs> I'm saying? <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm just like I'm you know the shape of your face. Yeah. It's your identity. The shape of your face is your identity for most people. Except for when you have a COVID mask and you're robbing a bank. Except for then. Yeah. Except okay. for when you're mm. Bonnie and Clyde <laughs> out, out in Las Lunas called <laughs> Valencia <laughs> County. Yeah. Yeah. I like Valencia County overall.
2: You know, think they're very patriotic. Mm. I went to some parades there, you know, when in 2020, and they there were flags everywhere. They and there were streets up and down where there's nothing but US flags.
0: They're very patriotic. Very patriotic. Okay. And um Rural New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it doesn't apply here in Bernalillo County, but you can see it very clearly in rural New Mexico. They hold it down. Um, they're very not strict, but they're um, they practice these these daily traditions that that just they rise to the occasion. They're polite. They believe in faith, family, freedom. To be kind of real generic, faith, family, freedom. Um, they understand what's happening. Their kids work. Their kids are active. They're not sitting around on the tablet all day for the most part, you know. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Well, I,
1: I get I think rural towns are more
0: like what we grew up with.
1: But but they are still in touch with people. You know what I love about the smaller parts of our state, the small towns, is if you're on the street and somebody doesn't know you, they they still tip their hat, they say hello, but as you're out driving on the back roads, you wanna be polite, then you say you raise a finger, say, I see you. Right. And that's not it's not, I see you, I'm afraid of you, is I see you, you're a human being. I'm so glad you're here. Right. And and it is just the most wonderful part of our state. Absolutely. And I don't care what part of the state you go in. You go on a back road, that's going to
0: happen. Absolutely. So, you know, when we were touring all 33 counties, I remember saying, wow, there is so much power in just waving to somebody. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you wave to somebody, it cho- it changes a whole dynamic. The whole dynamic. And then I would test it out. I would just wave to people and see what I
1: Pick up. And they're really the happy down, about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so have I ever mentioned that Hawaii and New Mexico are very similar? They are. Uh, and the one thing that they do in Hawaii is about the wave. And so when the traffic is awful, people wave, thank you for letting me in the line. Try it sometime. Mm-hmm. When somebody lets you in the line on the freeway, Roll down your window and wave to them. It will change all of the traffic. You are so right, Diana, that it changes our totally. attitudes
2: mm-hmm. Totally. I always say thank you when somebody lets me in.
1: Yes,
0: I do too, in part because I don't want to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because, because in Albuquerque, you know, this is why people don't honk. And when you see somebody honking, you're like, what a brave person. What an idiot. Because you start honking at somebody, and then if it's a messed up kind of honk, because there, there's variations of honk, it could be like, tap, tap. You know, like, hey, it's green. Mm-hmm. It's about to turn yellow, man. Go. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we're getting somewhere, too. Or it could be somebody just S- sitting on it. Sitting on it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the car in front of you likely to put the car in park, <laughs> get on. out, throw their hands up, because it's Albuquerque. It's always all, what's up? You know? <laughs> you know? So, um, so yeah. Speaking of of driving well, and you driving know, conditions.
2: I, I saw a movie just recently. And it was about you know road rage. And this woman, he missed two lights, and she was like finally like on late to take your kid to school. And she did city, the sitting on it, right? She honk, honk, and then went around him and threw her hands up like, what the heck, you know? And she, how was she to know that this man is on all kinds of medication? He has all kinds of rage in him. And, and I mean, he was popping pills like crazy. And he followed her and followed her till he killed her husband. He was trying to kill her over honking so yeah that yeah could,
0: that could be dangerous because it's meth rage right mm-hmm. like everyone's like everyone's swerving in albuquerque yeah the drunk you're texting or you're just on somebody the entire time and and like you almost can't put your blinker on mm-hmm. i mean i mean you got to sneak to put your blinker on like if you're trying to get over to the right to exit over here you got to put your blinker and just I- kind of like do it real quick because the moment you put your blinker people will speed up. Just so that you
1: don't... Can't, you can't change lanes. Our cars come with blinkers?
0: <laughs> Some do. You know
2: that speak, <laughs> speaking of dangerous driving in the... We are number two. We're yes. number two. We're not number one, but we're number two. Wyoming was actually number one. For what? For the rudest, meanest, crudest drivers in the nation. So so,
0: so we're number two in dangerous drivers.
2: Yes. And Wyoming is number one. And I would
1: say, so So let me just I- interject that uh, Secretary Buttigieg wants to tax you for the amount of miles that you drive. <sighs> Who do you think that's game aimed at? That's for states like New Mexico and Montana and Wyoming, where in order to do anything, we drive lots and lots of miles. They want you to carry the burden of taxation by taxing you by the mile, not by the gallon. Unbelievable. So uh, take the South Valley of
0: Albuquerque. You always have to travel, the west side of Albuquerque. You always have to travel. You always have to cross the river to do anything. To, um, to go to co- court. To go to court. Uh, to conduct any sort of uh, city business, county business. It's all
1: um, east of the river. Mm-hmm. Everything's east of the river. So you have to drive. So you have to drive. Say, and and that type of law they've been talking about this for about 10 years but just think about the impact on rural communities and what it will do they will carry the burden and where where is the least amount of money in our country it's the in rural our communities absolutely mm-hmm. so where w- we, we we're taxing the rich no 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 let's be real about what you're right. taxing right uh, you know you're right. you're taxing the poor the farmers the the rural people. I, well, actually, the middle of America, and, and we have the greatest tax burden, uh, and to suggest that uh, that we're only taxing the rich, or we're going to always tax the rich, but in fact, their plans are is to tax you and me, and heaven forbid, we have to drive down he, to Las Lunas. What did you yeah. say his name was? But, um, um, How
2: come I can't remember that name? I can't pronounce it. But is he the fool that got driven two blocks from the <laughs> White House and, in his SUV and he drove up like Mrs. Penny on the bike to show that he rides a bike?
1: Is that no him? way. I didn't know that. Yeah, I had no idea. That's he, funny. he was the mayor of uh, a town in Indiana. I believe. I forget which town, but mm-hmm. that's funny.
2: Yeah, he, d- he drove two blocks away, he left him off with his bike, and he drove to the White House very that's proudly. T- <laughs>
1: Sounds like
0: Ike Benton. <laughs> yes. Does Ike do that too? <laughs> no, he actually rides a bike, but... um, but He just lives a few blocks from downtown. But yeah, I mean, it's so. just like right there, like he, like he rides his bike across the way, so he can... Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I would
1: say so, but some people do this for real. So Michael Brasher on a competing radio program, uh, lives up in uh, uh, City Council District Nine, closer to Tramway, and he does ride his bike almost every day down to uh, Cole and um, and Yale. Yeah, every day. Yeah. Well, being the most
2: dangerous, the second most dangerous. Sometimes you think it's kind of really crazy to drive your bike and right.
1: and stay
0: and on it, the sidewalk, don't right, get and on it, the street. And it's actually one of the most dangerous in Albuquerque for pedestrians. You yes, always hear is. about pedestrian crashes and stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, you just pushed my buttons oh, yet again. Oh, stop
0: <laughs> it. Stop it. I, 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 this is the kind of reaction I was trying to get. Tell I will tell to... you what.
1: So, so part of it is, is lights. That is true. But the biggest part of our pedestrian deaths is you don't cross at the light, you cross in the middle of traffic. What do you expect? Yeah. And and I and I've I've often wondered. Okay, is this a rural urban thing? Because where I, you know I've I've lived all over the world. You go to the corner and you cross at the corner because traffic is expecting you. In Albuquerque, I see grandmas with little kids crossing in the middle of the street, not at a corner, not any. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's very dangerous. I, I mean, have we have we failed in training somehow? Well, yes, because
0: it's about education, right? So, like, take the Albuquerque Rapid Bus Transit, and then they put uh, like the median, you know, down yeah. the middle. The buses go down the middle, so even people that were crossing, because again, they're not trained properly to cross at the light. It's just something they don't teach. Uh, they uh, We don't teach people how to ride the bus here either because nobody wants to ride the bus because poor people uh, ride the bus for the most part. This is why most people don't like to ride the bus. So so they implement all of these things, all of these safety measures to cross at the light, press a button, and then there's uh, stripes well, that indicate that that's where you walk through. But if they're not encouraging people to use them, and again, people got to take all of this into consideration and advocate for themselves, but New Mexico does a poor job at rolling out things, or, or if we're talking about safety,
1: then implement something for safety. Well, I would say, well, there's basic pedestrian traffic safety. Now, we have to take the, the fart out of that uh, because it, the way it is designed, uh, we only cross every quarter mile. So if you are uh, disabled, you should not use the bus because in order to get to the middle of the block on the other side of the street, it is going to be a quarter of a mile or more. That's what they designed. It is the most ridiculous uh, plan I have ever seen. And you're right. Um, you know, Ridership continues to go down. Mm-hmm. And even though we have what we call the hawk lights and, and the, the walkways... We still have people crossing in the middle of the street. And now, if, as you go into Knob Hill, we have that, like, six-inch curb that's painted yellow. And there's still people standing on that curb. What is the deal? And while I'm whining about this, so let's talk about traffic safety. Did you know that it is illegal to be in the median? It is illegal because it is a traffic hazard, which is why years ago they said, Dear Fire Department, you may not put do... Uh, fill the boot anymore in the medians you may not do that so why don't we arrest these panhandlers and get them off the medians because it is a traffic hazard it isn't just about being mean or taking uh taking somebody's livelihood away it's a traffic hazard and yet we don't do anything what's right. the deal yeah and some of these
0: intersections they got three and four panhandlers like per per intersection like take Corson and central again yep i mean this is why i was really impressed when uh city council passed this or the state passed no more little miniatures Mm -hmm. because uh one of the counselors named clarissa pena district Mm three she said that uh miniatures were the root of all of this stuff of all evil of all evil yeah (laughs) so we're predicting that based on her prediction uh, that once the miniatures are gone, it's going to improve everything. Crime will be gone. Crime will be gone. Panhandling will be Panhandling gone. Will be Homelessness gone. will be gone. Yes. Um, a miracle yeah, worker. Oh,
1: wait, 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 wait! But the state legislature just said they deliver a fifth. No worries. Well, but but miniatures are the problem. She said miniatures. Well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. But but we covered. I mean, we covered it because now you can call up and and actually order delivery of. Alcohol, mm-hmm.
2: and they all have their little cell phones. their all, free phones, so
1: I, I mean, say so can't you see it driving up to the middle of the median and <laughs> delivery? It great. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so see. like Stephanie brought up a good point. So
0: I don't know how many ounces are in an actual shooter or <laughs> miniature, or um, but what's to say that they're not going to, you know, then promote like the one a little bigger than that, which is called a pony. So, so it's basically like two or three miniatures in the one. For a little bit more, you know, yeah. like like it's not gonna, it's not the root of the problem, it's not gonna solve it. Um, I was thinking maybe if they, I don't know, fix Unser crossing. You think so? Because that's been there over twenty years. Well, it's paying been, for. It's being used now. I see a lot of uh, tents coming up there,
2: and they have already ripped out the wires, and they are accommodating for many, to Fit them recycling. Well, what else? It's not, it's not doing
0: anybody good just sitting there. Recycling programs. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so do miniatures.
1: we make a mistake with our leaders that they? They want you to believe that one little thing is going to solve a massive problem. Right. You know, and I usually I don't find that there is one action that will solve a problem. And when somebody tells me this is going to fix it, mm-hmm. I don't believe that. Well,
0: especially when someone says that it's the root and the right. root, the root is where it was planted right. and it was covered and it was water and that's where it grew. That's where the root is. So if you take out the root, you take out the, the, the whole problem. problem. Yeah. But miniatures are not the root. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I believe Clarissa's opinion anymore. At
2: Coors and Central. Yeah, and yeah. you know that we, we she, Janice once said, our leaders here, they are public servants. That's what they are. They're paid. They're not our leaders. They're not going to lead me around from the nose, which is what they always continually try to do in City Council. They act like they're your leaders, and they're public servants. They work for you. They get paid by the taxpayer. So yeah. we're giving them too much credit. I think we're we're bowing down to them because somebody referred to them as a leader, they're not leaders. And public servant has a whole different meaning.
0: Yeah. there. Yeah, what is what is a public servant? Well, I thought public servant was
2: someone that worked for the public and really didn't even get paid because a servant doesn't really get paid, so to speak. But these people get paid a lot to be public servants, and I put that in quotations. Well, and then equally, they
0: get a lot of power. And, oh, then, yeah. and
2: it goes to their head.
0: And it totally goes oh to their head. God. And we'll pick up there when we get back. So, Because uh, we've got to take a little break. You're listening to Off the Cup ABQ, the hottest, newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Don't forget to visit us on the web at offthecupabq.com. We'll be right back. Stay there.
1: Hi, I'm Tara Shaver with Abortion Free New Mexico. Did you know that New Mexico is the late-term abortion capital of the nation? While your work and travel has been restricted by Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, New Mexico has become a global destination for late-term abortions. At Abortion Free New Mexico, we are working several proven strategies to end abortion in our state.
0: If you want to help us end abortion in New Mexico, visit abortionfreenm.com today. That's abortionfreenm.com. everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on conservative talk ABQ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. I'm Stella Padilla. I'm Janice Arnold-Jones. And this is not for the easily offended. That's right. So I've struggled. I'm just going to be real honest because it's like confession day over here maybe. and Maybe not confession, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to acknowledge something. So uh, I grew up in District 3 a little bit. I moved to the South Valley but it's pretty much the South Valley because it was just a few blocks up the road and so I always had a hard time calling out Clarissa Pena because she was my neighbor well yeah mm-hmm. you would look at him as family sort of well mm. because she was somebody that that in the neighborhood as a young uh, girl young teenager uh, woman trying to find her way in the world looked up to Clarissa P- uh, Pena she was cool she's, she was pretty uh, and she's beautiful right. Um, she drove the lowrider. She was always, uh, she's an organizer. Mm-hmm. And she owned a, a, a business one time called Clarissa's Fads and Fashion or something like that. So uh, I've always, I was taught to respect them because they were our neighbors. And so when she was running for office, I thought, well, at least it's one of us from the hood. I, didn't li- I don't live in the same neighborhood anymore. In fact, I live, you know, far, far, far away, donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Are we in far, far, far away? Almost. <laughs> And so uh, it's always been really hard for me to call out her actions because then uh, because somebody's going to take it personal. And so uh, you know it's been a couple of years since I was just like I'm not going to do it anymore. Uh, this is nonsense. But recently I was on um, the Nextdoor app, and there was a ton of people complaining about that district for real things like the lighting, like stop signs, like these real basic kind of services that you know that should apply so this this communication starts getting a bunch of traction and as a result she sends somebody in because that's how it happens i know because i've worked in politics i know how it works on the back end they call somebody they say go over there look at this thread and say something and start countering it right now because it's gaining momentum because they're talking about voting her out so then the keyboard uh, warriors come in and then you know it it, you know becomes that and then her side is like what are you running for office or what well if you knew anything you would know that uh, it's not the city of Albuquerque that's to put up the lights it's something to do with the department of transportation and that's a state thing or a federal thing or whatever it's a bunch of garbage all the time three days later Clarissa Pena comes on hey everybody (laughs) what's (laughs) happening you know thanks for clearing everything up and so but the moment you speak out against them, they will come after you. Of course. And that's how it's always been. And even when I didn't say anything about her, they still came after me. Mm-hmm. And I know this because I ran for the House of Representatives for District 10, and that's how it works because they're heavy-handed. And, um, yeah, that's how it works. And then they try to discredit you because you're no longer a Democrat. So I remember one time meeting at a local diner. She's there. She's visiting with, with constituents, and she says... Oh yeah, we were real sad to hear that you know you're not with the party anymore. Bah, bah, bah. So no, I'm not a party girl because I don't kill babies. Number one, because and then I just I, I just lay into everything because one I wasn't in the mood. Two, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to enjoy my food. Why are you trying to grandstand in front of these constituents of yours? And so um, representation is a big deal. And just because they're your neighbors or your friends or something like this, uh, we can't continue to allow these so-called leaders to lead us down a path that is never going to be for us because they're too busy following the narrative of other people's, the shapes of their faces, calling us people of color, uh, we're
1: so poor, we need everything for free, go stand in that yes, line. And I'd be glad to tell you what you need. I'm not going to ask you. but So here's an advertisement. Okay. Elections are coming up. And if you think that... The legislators have power. You are incorrect. The power is in city council, it's in county commission, and it's in school board. And the only way this will change is if good people who have solid values stand up and say, we're not going to take it anymore. And that election is this November. And uh, so I I can tell you that we have uh, city council district seven, nine. I don't know that Clarissa is up this time. Yeah. Is she up? According to uh, the app next door. She is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and what would happen if a whole bunch of you stood up and said, okay, enough. Now, here's the politics side. If too many of us stand up, uh, then Clarissa will run away with it. That's just how it works. It's about numbers. So, pick your best candidate. If you're running and you see somebody who you think is stronger and will represent your values, then back out and help them. And I think people don't know. They don't research it. They don't look into anything. They just see her as
2: a city councilor, but they don't see where her husband got appointed, to the county commissioners got appointed so they can vote against all of New Mexico, I say. And her son got uh, actually, uh, he got a job with another Bernalillo County commissioner, because are you saying had,
0: that we engage in nepotism oh, no.
2: well i wasn't going to put it that way
1: your <laughs> okay. brain yes it's cronyism like it's cronyism
0: <laughs> when something benefits the few mm-hmm. at the expense to of the others of the others who did not have that same opportunity mm-hmm. that is corruption period period well corruption is what yeah. we specialize in yeah yes it's a no wonder why you live in the big house next to all the little houses all the little shacks so <laughs> it's about service it's about service so the fruit of uh, the fruit of silence is prayer the fruit of prayer is faith and faith of faith is love and the fruit of love is service so everything we do with our hands comes from our heart and everybody knows this so when you see people moving about doing this touching things with their hands or telling you what's happening and they're not doing it from from the from the place of their heart they're not serving us maybe that is their heart
2: have a black little heart
0: yeah mm-hmm. but they're not serving us That's right. and because because the fruit of fruit is love mm-hmm and the fruit of love is service. It's amazing that
2: they seem like the perfect candidate when they're there, they get voted in, and all of a sudden, by by the time the next election comes out, they've been corrupted. They sold they've sold themselves out. Right. It's pathetic. Instead of
0: standing up for the people. Right. And the fruit of service is peace. So if we don't have peace, because we're always crying about lights, we're always crying about the panhandlers, taxes, taxes, um, crime, poor, poor education. Mm-hmm. All of this sorts of stuff, and and then and then blaming it all on miniatures. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but she but said it, she said it was the
2: root. Somebody has to take the fall.
1: The root. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say it is that classic misdirection. You know, in your heart, that 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 is a part. It is a symptom, but it is not the root. I will tell you where the root is. If you want to talk about the root, when we took God out of our schools. Yes. That's where it started.
2: And discipline. And,
1: and when I look at the Democratic Party and the candidates that are now running who pledge their, their love, their troth, everything to an agenda that I find abhorrent, which includes euthanasia, it includes uh, abortion. abortion, it includes uh, moving money around so that you are taxed higher because they know better than, uh, than you what to do with your money. This is wrong. This is wrong. And it's not proper representation. So, uh, you
0: know, the narrative often is like, well, we don't need another Republican. These conservatives and their faces.
1: (laughs) Their faces. What are their shaped faces? Their
0: beady little eyes, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Their pale skin. They're always trying to tell you. Ouch, ouch. And, And they're always trying to tell you what to do with your body. Yeah, like they... are trying they, to tell you what, what to do. What, they're using
2: religion to oppress you. Yeah, when well they, they describe Trump, he's a white, crusty, orange
0: man or whatever. though? Yeah. You know? The and then the throwing money. Cheetos in there. You know what that yeah. did for, you know, for Frito-Lay stock? <laughs> <laughs> it made a boom. And I love Frito-Lay stock, you know? <laughs> I worked for Frito-Lay for... Uh, and she has stock, so... <laughs> for, for over 20 years or close to it, you know? It was, it was a good time. So, um... So, you know, we're always, we don't need another Republican. It, it, it's more of all this other nonsense. But at the end of the day, the last 90 years has been the one dominating party, and that's been Democrats. And what so have they done for anything you? that they wanted to do, they could have got it done. Mm-hmm. Just like the way they called everybody back to legalize the marijuana, said get back over here and get it done. She didn't call a special session uh, because of education. She or didn't, crime. Or crime, or for um, Central and Coors. Yes, she called a special session to legalize marijuana because there's a ton of money going into it feeding everybody because there's because it's a feeder
1: right because everyone right. is getting but, fed but 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 it's still the few versus the many. So there may be jobs but when I look at that industry, most of the jobs are minimum wage best case, best case. Uh, so if you think that, Everybody's going to make money, but I look at the governor, and I'm really suspicious about the investment she has in um, marijuana and in the pharmaceutical industries who intend to take it over.
0: Absolutely. I mean, look at Darren
1: White. Mm-hmm.
0: He has two Growing licenses. Lucky. And they were limited. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they, um, transparency, they refused to give the names of the people who had those licenses a couple years back. It was a real big kind of story. But people will benefit from it. It won't be
1: by the masses. And, and, we say, and, and, and so in terms of tax revenue, which is why we did this, of course, don't you know, we're going to make $70 million. Who is paying that? Who is paying that for the product that creates that tax. We are. So in, in drug language, I think it's called a front,
0: right? Sometimes mm. you get fronted. <laughs> that means you <laughs> owe later. Yeah. I would say, tell me about it. Tell me about <laughs> I'll, it. I'll tell you. That <laughs> means you owe later. You say, hey man, can can you front me a bag of dope until I get my check? And then they and then they front you the bag of dope and you don't pay then but you know they they're fronting all of this off of taxpayers off of money they do not have well they're saying
2: that also if you can't afford the marijuana and you need it you'll get it for free so where where's i mean half of new mexico can't afford it right we're a poverty-stricken state so where's all that money going to go i, I mean, if say, you give it free you know
1: and what? and the the one revenue generator where and it's called new money the only place new money has been coming from Is from uh, northwest and southeast New Mexico with the oil and gas industry. If you think it is the film industry, you are incorrect. It is still a negative. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so you have to add new money where, you know, and, and it is possible that we will get more tourism. Uh, because of marijuana but that really wasn't the case in Colorado it what what, what they got were more injuries more more issues homelessness more homelessness mm-hmm. so I, I don't see that as a revenue generator at all and so we're just recycling money and if you don't have new money going into your economy you cannot grow then you're fronting ma'am and good luck getting paid (laughs) good luck getting paid good luck getting
0: paid that's funny so uh so yeah so new mexico is now a drug dealer Mm -hmm. they will provide you with that but they're going to regulate it tax it all of this stuff of course to their benefit because nobody has ever been used beyond their benefit
1: so do we think that there will be a black market anyway for, of course, cannabis. yes, I mean, of course, will why be. would
2: you go somewhere where you have, they're going to tax you 20% and it's going to weigh down to the little ounce or gram or whatever they weigh it by when you can go down the street and Joe blow over here and sell you, you know, an eighth for $40 and it, you get twice as much and they didn't
0: tax you and no one has record of you
2: buying it. Right. There's, so that, there's right. No
0: record of you buying it. Mm-hmm. There's no taxes. There's really no overhead because you're just going to somebody's house or
1: something like this. So why wouldn't you go there? Right. And, and of course, in the legalization language, and correct me if I'm wrong, but everybody can have two plants in their house. Uh, so is that per house? Or is that per person in your house? You know, and, and if it's per person or per room, pretty soon you've got enough. And, you know, why, why not share it? out of your backyard and you
2: don't need to go pay the state and pay the 20 percent. right i mean it, it then makes marijuana affordable i think that's why uh joel cervantes a senator from las cruces was saying this is all messed up it's not ready to go because he could see that he could even see that probably everybody's going to grow their own the state's going to have an abundance of it and just the people that are too lazy to grow your own will have will buy it right
1: and and worse than that so This may also have a backlash on the hemp industry, don't you think so? Yeah. And and why would I bring up hemp? You know, it is actually a product that we could grow here, and and hemp has to do with the THC content. But we are almost 100% dependent, yet again, for China for our large-scale ropes. Uh, and I know that sounds kind of funny, but it's kind of like rare earth minerals. We're hundred percent dependent. I don't want to be dependent on anybody, but I see that the hip manufacturers may be compromised in all of this, and and they actually are producing a product with income. Mm-hmm. Wow, there you
2: go. What about expunging the records of everybody that you know?
0: Or what about that children uh, are not going to be penalized for possessing? It's cool. 100 plants. So all of a sudden you got 100 plants and you go, oh, well, that's so-and-so's because he's under 18. And while there's no charges for those, uh, they're going to expunge all of these records with w- without it being a funded mandate. So we can't even keep people in jail now, catch yep. and release all of this. And then we're supposed to get up next day, go to work and hold up the courts, the DA and everybody to expunge these records. So we got to take a quick break and then we'll be back. So um, before we go to break, Tara Shaver from uh, Abortion Free New Mexico. She was recently featured. In American General? Journal? Journal. It was a huge, huge kind of uh, interview. Super proud of you, Tara. So she joined Harrison Smith on the American Journal to dis- uh, discuss current state, state of abortion in New Mexico and how a culture of tourism in Albuquerque led to sky rock, a skyrocketing rise in abortion since the pandemic began. So Abortion Free New Mexico, they are a proud sponsor of Off the Cuff ABQ. Uh, local- we are,
2: yeah, we are really proud of you, Tara. That was yes. a great interview.
0: Yes, thanks for standing up for the babies and for those who cannot speak. So, welcome or not welcome back, we'll be right back. The hottest, newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on KDAZ 96.9 FM. 700 a.m. Stay tuned.
2: Good morning, Albuquerque. This is Gerald Loeb, local author here of All Things Political and Humor. I have a new book coming out on the 15th of April, and it's called Mayhem Manor. In this book, you have feckless bureaucrats, mindless politicians, and overwhelmed police force. Inside this book, you'll find not one but two love stories and a very unlikely hero. Check it out. It's on Amazon.com and will be available on April 15th. You'll like the read. Thank you very much.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the newest, hottest, conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. I'm Stella Padilla.
1: I'm Janice arnold Jones. Before we get
0: started, I just wanted to remind everybody that the book Mayhem Manor is set to be released on April 15th, 2021. Gerald Loeb is a local author and has a new book called Mayhem Manor. It's uh, it's set to be released April 15th. You can pre-order your book today by visiting offthecuffabq.com. Click on the sponsor page and then pre-order Mayhem Manor. It is a book about ineffective bureaucrats, mindless politicians, and overwhelmed police force and an unlikely hero and it's a little bit of a love story so check it out it's uh, made in america right here in the great state of new mexico in the lawless city of albuquerque yes
1: so is this a novel i mean the first book that you gave me i i'm just rolling i cannot read it I, at night because I, it, i'm just he's funny, funny. funny? It is funny. Yes. so is, is this a novel this time mm-hmm. okay
0: yeah yeah he's just he, i mean he's completely funny um and so we've had him on a ton of times he uh then uh, wanted to advertise with us because his first interview increased his sales by like 90%. Wow. So people went out and started, you know, checking him out, looking at his books. He's he's completely funny. Uh, like I said, he's from here. And, uh, I mean, he's just really creative. I like him a lot. And, you know, that book that you're reading about, it's hard to put it down, isn't it? Uh,
1: it it's is. I mean, I, I truly, I, I just now I read it in the morning, not at night, because I just, I am <laughs> laughing, and then I can't go to sleep. <laughs> he has a warped sense of humor, but yeah. Yeah. he's straight on. Right, everything he says, right, you know, yeah. right. <laughs> he's, he's pretty funny.
2: So, um, I, so. I wanted to talk about the Mod- Moderna shots that they're giving. Speaking of babies. <sighs> yes, yes. Speaking of babies, tell us about it. Well, they're experiencing um, uh, Moderna shots on children now. Uh, they're Actually at UNMH at UNMH so they're asking parents I guess to uh, take their children down there and and have them Injected with this Moderna Moderna shot the researchers at the University of New Mexico say will they will participate in the National clinical trial testing the Moderna vaccine in children According to a news release the trial will enroll 6750 healthy children between the ages of six months and 12 years old in the trial So according to Moderna, the open label placebo controlled study will evaluate the safety tolerability and effectiveness of two doses of the vaccine given to to them 28 days apart. Participants who will be followed through 12 months after the second vaccination. So they'll see how it's affecting them. The trial is being conducted in partnership with the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and the Federal Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority. Until now, the Moderna vaccine has ex- exclusively been tested on adults. So you can take your baby of six months down there and have them injected with this vaccine and see what, what it does to them.
0: So, yeah, and furthermore, mm-hmm. just finish that up because it talks about teachers there. Well, with the, uh,
2: it says the vast number of children who have been infected with COVID-19 appear to have no or little symptoms UNM Infections Disease Specialist, Dr. Uh, he said, there are still good reasons for children to be vaccinated. So even though they have very little symptoms from COVID at all, the children do, they say that there's still good reasons for them to va- be vaccinated. One is herd immunity, he says. If no kids were vaccinated under the age of 18, it would be impossible to achieve herd immunity. Vaccinating adults, but not children, would be like pouring water into a bucket and drilling a hole in the bottom. What does that mean? So vaccinating children also has huge implications for the opening of schools. A lot of teachers might not feel comfortable going back to in-person learning, but they might if they knew the children they were teaching were immunized. The same would apply to other youth activities such as sports. So they're determined...
0: Determined to use hell us, bent. yeah, uh, hell bent, mm-hmm. so that teachers feel more comfortable. Yeah. So that teachers, this, and <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying this to teachers. Like, I have nothing against teachers. I respect teachers, and I, I, I whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, your union's making you sound silly, mm-hmm. and so are reports like this. So, I mean, are you too chicken? To leave your house to go teach a couple of kids and, you know. They hardly ever get always, affected. Always bragging about how you don't get paid enough and there's never enough uh, supplies and you're basically stealing from your house to give to the students and stuff. I don't buy it. Uh, go teach the kids. I mean, if our graduation rates were, any I not be- know. Any better. Any better. Even a drop. Even if it wasn't, I mean, 59 or, or 49 would be great. Mm-hmm. 48 would be great. But no,
1: we're dead last.
2: As usual. When it comes to education. <sighs>
1: This really, really bothers me, and I am not an anti-vaxxer. I am so grateful for measles, mumps, and rubella. And oh, by the way, if you had had that vaccination, which is very different in its construct from the uh, COVID vaccine, uh, you are likely not to get COVID in the first place. I am grateful for the smallpox vaccine. Uh, When I traveled overseas, I had to have yellow fever and a number of other things. I'm grateful for that. But this vaccine... Something's wrong here. This is a flu virus, and we can tell who it affects the most, which is old people. That would be me. Uh, our children are not are not doing this, but the, the design of this vaccine is really problematic. So I got a question to ask you. They want 6,720 kids to do this. You can take your kid over there and Do that? I'm
2: not the one. Oh, I'm not the one. No, no. Mm -hmm.
1: I said, you know, and and UNMH has actually done some very good work. They actually developed the HPV vaccine, uh, which was crammed through the legislature when I was there. And there was very little evidence of its need, its efficacy, that is, does it work? And to this day, you know, we get all these ads by the ad council about uh, vaccinating your eleven and twelve year old and yet we have no idea if it actually does what it does because they're not old enough. And so by the time they get old enough and it doesn't work or it does work, doesn't matter. Very small spectrum. There is something really wrong here about dragging your kids in there and you they will get paid. I, they, they
0: Well yeah, and then they're gonna offer that as an incentive right, to um,
1: go and get paid for this. So who is most likely then to be a participant? The poor kids. They're doing it for the money probably. There you go. Yeah. There you go. It, it, this really bothers me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and to use our children in this way. And the, the test is supposed to be for 12 months. But with this design of a vaccine, what are the long-term effects? If they end up with problems, which I think they will, 10 years, 20 years hence. Has it been FDA approved, you know?
0: Plus, not only that, um, the way the vaccine is made is with aborted fetus parts. So this is how they culture it and grow it and do whatever they do scientifically, because it's all science-based here, Mm. talking science. We're talking about the science. Right. So you remember long ago, everybody had peanut allergies. That's because the culture was in part peanut. So people had an allergy to peanuts. So what happens when you take the COVID-19 and it's cultured with a, aborted fetuses, it's going to make you allergic
1: to your own womb. To your fetuses? To your babies. Yeah. I don't know. Why I, not? I, I, I don't know either. But po- this Population control, it, maybe? It, but experimenting on, on, children. Children. on these kids in New Mexico. Let's be real here. Uh, there aren't going to be children from other states coming in. It will be... Here in New Mexico, almost all in Albuquerque. Mm, that's disgusting. I, I, I am I am very, you know, I, I have that feeling in the pit of my stomach like, oh, this is so not good. This is so not good. Well, because we're dead last,
0: and so it's like everyone's raising their hands. We'll go first. Go ahead, kids. Go over there. You go first. <laughs>
2: yeah, go send the kids first.
1: Yeah, so that way your teachers so, uh, feel okay. So do you think the uh, Bernalillo County Council of Health Councils will uh, have a role in recruiting these babies? I do not know, but that's interesting. That's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, write it
0: down. We sure. uh, we should write them uh, uh, an official email and ask them directly. Uh, will you be recruiting children? Right. Yeah. And how? On, and how on behalf of this this uh, program or something? Why not? Mm-hmm. So, and then they'll ask for public input. and then it'll go nowhere (laughs) it will totally go nowhere yeah so our time is drawing to a near end I know thank you listeners for always tuning in and listening you always manage to make a shine tomorrow we have Mark Crispine from uh, he's a local musician he'll be in for Freestyle Friday So don't let the cost of advertising hold you back. Off the Cuff ABQ provides a local platform so that the cost of advertising is not a barrier to the opportunity and benefits of radio ads and promotion. If you are a New Mexican musician with a song or an author of a book or otherwise another sort of uh, artist that would like to be highlighted and promoted on a local platform, called KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM, Off the Cuff. We'd love to hear from you. Visit OffTheCuffABQ.com and click on Be a Guest on Off the Cuff and fill the form out and send it to us, and somebody will get back to you. Any last words? Yeah.
2: You're going to keep on running a long time, especially (laughs) if you're a long tongue liar. (laughs)
1: Janice? I say we're better than this, and the only way we are going to fix Albuquerque in New Mexico is if you stand up. We are better than this, Albuquerque. Absolutely. All of New Mexico. I'm just talking specifically to Albuquerque because we're the most
2: gullible, it seems. <laughs> but yeah, it there, there looks like the all, the all the other counties, you know, the rural counties pretty much got it and they're independent. A lot of them are, you know, responsible for their infrastructure because they don't get paid. All the money comes into Albuquerque, Santa Fe, and Las Cruces. So because we're the ta- biggest metropolitan... And, and they're
0: taxpayers too. They should have, you know, equal yeah. parts of it, but they don't, so... Right. Yeah. So again, thank you, Bud and Tara. Um, they're proud sponsors of Off the Cuff ABQ. They are one of our newest sponsors. And so I'd just like to remind everybody, um, or just a little prayer. And may those who advocate for the killing of the unborn remember they were rendered in their mother's room, womb. The abortion industry targets Hispanic New Mexicans, and it is a tourist desti- uh, destination. So God bless the babies and save the babies. Keep them safe, God. Amen. Amen. So you're listening to KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. We'll see you tomorrow, Freestyle Friday. Visit us on the web, offthecuffabq.com.